I also want to point out how come he or she is thinking this way because that's where you start uncovering rich um, details about something. That bias that we all have uh, seems to be flipped to be kind of a the, the good thing lah. Because you know when people hear bias, it's like, oh, why are you so biased? Or you have this bias and then it has that negative connotation. Yeah. But from the way you said it, like um, having different bias, different experiences um, to such that, you know, the each design researcher can bring that mm. bias into um, the design research to make it like a uh, an addition lah, to the project. So it, it, it becomes this good aspect of design research. I think so. Um, it's... Um, it's just being discerning about what kind of bias. Like, if the bias is about different perspective or, or disagreement because of um, 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 different pers perspectives, that's good bias because that's um, that's that's enriching, right? That's 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 dynamism. That's vibrant. Um, there's another kind of bias that I think researchers watch out for would be um, deep inset mindset or a deep ingrained mindset uh, that might be unfair. Uh, let's say biases against a certain culture, bias against a certain organization. So um, the 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 things that the respondents might 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 um, might might actually uh, convey, right? You you might want to recognize are those biases fair, uh, and and or rather not even to say it's fair because then you're judging, right? It's just to be able to recognize that uh, are these biases ingrained um, um, biases that, that might have been you know, um, experienced by that particular respondent. So then it's more about finding out why he or she um, um, says or performs certain uh, behavior or says certain things. And that's where you want to dig. Um, but then you always want to make sure that you recognize there's certain biases um, happening. Yeah. So, so I think there are also two kinds of bias for me. And um, maybe it's just for simplicity's sake, I, I, I don't really rationalize it so, so you know, um, 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 as clearly as always because you know it happens so fast right but I tend to always try to recognize that is this a different perspective or is this is this a, just a kind of bias that they have and then if it's a bias I also want to find out how come he or she is thinking this way because that's where you start uncovering rich um, details about something yeah maybe personally do you, do you take any steps to to either acknowledge or, or to, uh, yeah, to, to acknowledge this bias that you have? Like, is it through um, conducting SARA, like secondary research to better understand the background? Is it through um, speaking to, I don't know, clients to, to really understand where they're coming from and then seeing whether that, um, how that fares against your own perspective? Like, yeah, are there any steps that you personally take to sort of address mm. this bias that you have? It's it's always tricky. Um, for for me, it's it's that you also ask yourself the question: When do you um, when do you um, realign until you lose your perspective, right? Um, it's always a a tricky uh, kind of balance for me. But you're right in a way that um, secondary research informs. So being able to, I, I'm actually quite academic in that way lah. I, I I like to get a lot more information about the subject matter. Um, and the more the merrier. The, the only reason for that is also because um, most of the times when you enter a, 
a project, um, you typically have not spent like 10, 20 years on that subject matter. And it's quite important to be able to get up to speed with what's going on um, in the industry at this moment in time, as well as for future trajectories. So secondary research was, is, is important for, for that. So once you have a certain group of people or group of, um, of problems that, that, are, that, that relates to certain groups or categories of users or people, you will have to qualify them quite well, right? Uh, number two is then um, certain qualifications uh, or qualifying processes will always um, still yield um, different kinds of people. As a design team, um, the I think the number one thing is to be aware that you are also human and you are biased, and that is necessary to throw, try to control that bias in the the in the interview sessions because um, you want to surface things uh, at that moment. You want to surface things. You don't want your story or your perspective to to overcloud um, the, the 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 information or understanding phase. Um, it, it's fair game when it comes to creation, synthesis, um, and things like that. Typically, um, there's, there's like a million and one ways to synthesize the data, same, same data set, right? Um, but it's usually guided by what you believe, what you want to push for, what you hear, and to also then fairly um, present a, a point of view or, or a story that, um, that you know is beneficial um, um, and that you know is honest to, to your clients. So it doesn't mean it has always to be the good things, right? It's good to surface out um, honestly what is going on. Um, and, and again, you see all these terms are all very subjective. Honest, uh, beneficial, all these are all subjective terms which has a, it's a, there's, there's a, there's a biasness to it already, right? How you define it?